What's going on, Whisper Nation? Johnny Game Time Hicks here with Big Travi, and we're talking too early PPR wide receivers for the 2019 season right here on the Fantasy Whispers. It's Monday, May 27th, 2019. It's Memorial Day, Johnny, and it's episode 63 of the Fantasy Whispers. And like you said at the top of the show, man, we're talking those two early PPR wide receiver rankings, 10 through 1 today. But first, man, I want to talk a little bit about Memorial Day. Obviously, big shout out, big thanks, big gratitude to all those that serve this country in a military fashion and keep us free and safe. Uh, we, we got big love for all those guys. Uh, obviously, uh, Johnny, you have big love for it as well, but yeah, maybe there's sure. no bigger love than what we're grilling up on these days. I mean, I just rolled right in from the pool. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Grilled up some burgers today. It, uh, it, feeling feeling great. Hey, I, I am super envious of you, Big Travi. I unfortunately had to work today. Uh, I am in the restaurant business, so uh, restaurant industry, I should say. So therefore, uh, I unfortunately had to work. But I hope that you, as well as Whisper Nation, uh, celebrated for me. And it looks like you did, so I appreciate <laughs> that. You know, I did. I got out there, got my tan on, got my belly out. Life was good, man. I love it, uh, man. Whisper Nation, if you want to follow the show, you can do so on Twitter. You can follow us at TF Whispers. You can also find us on YouTube and Instagram at The Fantasy Whispers. You can also wis- visit our website, thefantasywhispers.com. We have our articles. Uh, Chase Buck's writing for us, Stepmom Lauren. I put some articles up there. Our latest episodes are all housed there on the website. Our rankings, which will soon be out. And I am very excited to announce our draft kit will be coming live. Oh, this yeah. Summer. So if you get over there and you put that email in at thefantasywhispers.com, you guys will be set and ready to rock and roll with that draft kit. But, Johnny, you ready to dive into this show, brother? Oh, I am so ready, Big Travi. Wide receivers, talking wide receivers today, and that is one of my favorite positions to talk about because the depth is just so much there, you know? And especially you look at the PPR position. That's when when you play uh, in a PPR league, the value of wide receivers, especially these thoroughbred wide receivers we're going to talk about today, is so high. So let's jump right in, Johnny. Let's mm-hmm. go with our number 10 wide receiver, your boy on the wall right there, T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. stands for touchdown, y'all. Uh, <laughs> no, I, like I mean, he's not, the, he's not the biggest <laughs> touchdown guy, but I do love uh, I do love what he's bringing to the table. And we saw last year when he got past those nagging injuries that he started off the year with in his first eight weeks, you know, he only played those six games. He only eclipsed a hundred yards once. Um, but then if you look at the nine weeks that he finished the season with Andrew Luck got his bearings underneath him, they started to rake a real run that offensive line settled in. He averaged 114 yards per game over those final nine weeks. A lot of people could be talking about Paris Campbell coming in and maybe being a defactor or a detractor for, uh, T.Y. Hilton, I see the opposite. I see this offense really starting to open up with, for T.Y. Hilton uh, with the addition of Paris Campbell. So, Johnny, any major concerns? Why is why is T.Y. Hilton hanging around here at number 10? Well, I mean, you definitely alluded to some of the, the downside, and that's the touchdowns. Uh, unfortunately, he's never really had those monster 10-plus touchdowns in a season. 
But the yardage always remains there. He remains the favorite of Andrew Luck as well as the deep ball um, you know, target. They started to move him around uh, all around the formation last year, putting him in the slot, which I, I really like. It immediately gives him a mismatch. So I continue to really, really like T.Y. Hilton, and I find that he's becoming quite the value in drafts, Travis. And, and oftentimes you can, if you decide to go running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, he could be your number two wide receiver. And I think he's perfect for that. Uh, you look at his last season, 116 targets, uh, he had 76 receptions for 1,207 yards and six touchdowns, Travis. He was very hit or miss, but what you're getting with that is the the type of when he hits, he is most likely going to win you that week. Uh, yes, if he if he misses, it does it does hinder your chances of having that upside. But if you pair him with the the right wide receiver one. Or you know, or a steady wide receiver too. I think that T.Y. Hilton can work wonders for your fantasy team this year. Yeah, you don't want to anchor your wide receiving core with T.Y. Hilton, right. as Johnny alludes alludes to there. But a guy that you would maybe consider anchoring your wide receiver core is our number nine wide receiver in our yeah. PPR rankings, and that's Mike Evans of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Love him, love him, Johnny. There is maybe not anybody more consistent in these rankings we're going to talk about, save for maybe an Antonio Brown or a DeAndre Hopkins or your boy. Juju? You look at the the well. We'll talk. We'll get to talk. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Uh, but as far as a model of consistency. He is, you know, Mike Evans has never had a season under a thousand yards receiving in his entire career. Um, his career best was last year with 1,524 receiving yards. And now we're going to get to add in big Bruce Arians, BA coming in to, to call this offense. And we've already talked about how high flying the offense can be under Bruce Arians. But really where it's high flying is for that wide receiver one. When yeah. he has a wide receiver one, that's when it really can dominate. Um, and who better to come in? I know, you know, I know Godwin's going to get his talk and as the hype piece for them right now, but Mike Evans is going to eat in this offense and Jameis Winston is going to feed him. Well, it's interesting you bring up the talk about Godwin, Travis, because I think that's kind of having a reverse effect on Mike Evans and I love it. All right. Mike Evans every year, Mike Evans, I'm just going to put this out there, Travis. Mike Evans is the Melvin Gordon at the wide receiver position. Every year people like he they doubt him. They they think he's not a good wide receiver and he continues to put up numbers every single year kind of quietly. And you look at last year, 86 receptions for 1524 yards, like you allude to eight touchdowns. He had 135 targets, Travis. With Jameis Winston being coached by Bruce Arians, the quarterback whisperer, I could definitely see his targets going up exponentially. Uh, I could see him going around 150 targets. And so, you know, you add a few more touchdowns on there, which I definitely think is a possibility. And Travis, call me crazy, but I would not be shocked if next year we're talking about Mike Evans was the number one overall fantasy wide receiver for this past season or this season. Uh, I think he has that high of an upside. However, I love, I, the, I love that you said that, Johnny, because I really I was going to ask you coming into the show if you felt like he could get there because he had eight touchdowns last year. He probably should have had 10, 12 touchdowns and mm-hmm. he can get to that 12, 15 touchdown range if he's really on it. Yeah. And under Bruce Arians, I feel like he's got the potential, especially of these bottom three that we're going to talk about, you know, this 10 through eight range of wide receivers. Yeah. 10, nine and eight. Um, kind of the disrespected bunch, if you will. Mm-hmm. 
this is a guy in Mike Evans that I feel like can hit that ceiling of number one overall. A hundred percent agree. Finishing off this number, you know, this disrespected bunch, if you will, at the bottom here is number eight, Keenan Allen of the Los Angeles Chargers. Johnny Keenan Allen has a near dear place to both of our hearts. He's one of the guys that we've been truther uh, truther on for a long time because he was getting a lot of slack, and I feel like he's done so much in the last two years to combat his haters in that realm yeah, and yeah. really talk, you know, really come out strong and and kind of silence those doubters. He, uh, over the last two seasons, has amassed 2,500 yards and 12 touchdowns uh, over the last two years. This offense is just continuously getting better and better under Anthony Lynn over the years. And now you get Hunter Henry back, you're going to get BMW in there. And, yeah, I hear you guys. Oh, is this taking targets away? Sure, maybe a couple targets here and there. But Keenan Allen is going to feast because of the coverage all these other weapons are going to be drawing. And he is, like, your sure thing to get. 100 receptions every year. I mean, over these last two years, he's averaging 99 and a half receptions a year. This is a guy that is going to get his work and is very trusted by an older quarterback, which is, you know, something you can't take for granted when a guy really likes a, a, a wide receiver. Yeah, I, what I think is funny about Keenan Allen, Travis, is you look at how many targets. He had 125 targets last season. He caught 97 of them for 1,196 receiving yards and six touchdowns. He's never had that true monster touchdown, you know, year. And I don't think he needs it in order to be a very solid wide receiver for you. Um, do I think that's there? Probably not. And that's probably why I have him around eight. Um, I actually have him ranked uh, a little bit lower than that in my personal rankings. But like you said, he keeps getting overlooked at and because of the injuries early in his career but this guy is so talented Travis and it's kind of interesting when you watch the games because Philip Rivers sometimes will will go away from him for a game or two and you're like what is he doing and it, it's like it's almost as if Philip Rivers forgets how dominant Keenan Allen is and then one game he'll just explode for 15 receptions and 150 yards two touchdowns and it's like this guy could do that every single game. It's almost yeah. as if Philip Rivers just forgets about it and or is like, no, dude, I, I have to spread the ball around. You know, I'm a family right. guy and I'm all yeah. about, you know, spreading the love. But yeah, he's all about sharing. That's for sure. It, it, uh, the sky could be the limit for Keenan Allen. That's the thing is like he could he has that athleticism and that, you know, the ability and the quarterback in my eyes to do that. I just don't see Philip Rivers kind of honing in as much as some of these other quarterbacks. Uh, and there's of these just players. there's just too much around, you know, Keenan Allen. As as much as I want to talk about how it could benefit Keenan Allen, there's too much around him mm. uh, that he wouldn't be the guy they hone in on. He wouldn't right. be the guy that's going to continuously like the DeAndre Hopkins or the Antonio Browns, who we're going to talk about right now. Yep. And Antonio Brown is an interesting case, Johnny. Been traded to the Oakland Raiders this offseason. Spent years as the cream of the crop at the position, but getting massively, I wouldn't say disrespected, disrespected but I would say overlooked right now and, and, and yeah, automatically discounted by the fantasy industry as taking a step back this year because he is playing for the Oakland Raiders, right? Yeah. So you have this kind of disrespect that comes with that. For me, Johnny, I want you to break it down for Whisper Nation. Talk to us a little bit about, about Antonio Brown. And why you're not so 
hesitant to be drafting Antonio Brown. Make the case for Antonio Brown. Well, here's the thing. Uh, so everyone looks at what he did last year, right? 104 receptions for one, uh, just under 1,300 yards, 1,297, and 15 touchdowns, Travis. Everyone wants to talk about the 15 touchdowns. And do I think that he'll repeat that considering who his quarterback is now? Derek Carr, who has never – I don't think he's ever averaged – or had a season greater than 32 touchdowns, I believe is the number. So if you're looking at that, that would require Antonio Brown getting half of what his best season was. Now, things can change. One thing I do like is Derek Carr was actually, uh, again, you know, I actually had to like double check this stat because I didn't even believe it when I read it, but Derek Carr was actually pro football focus rated the best deep ball passer last year. He was the most accurate. And so for me, that kind of changed. That's when my kind of, uh, uh, you know, view on Antonio Brown went from, yeah, I don't think I'm going to take him this year. I'm really concerned about him transferring quarterbacks to, Oh my gosh, are we oh just like you said overlooking and has he has he become a value now? Travis is what I want to ask you because he is following, you know, as we have him 7 and in which case you can get him, you know, later in the second round. So if you're pairing him, you know, with a Melvin Gordon and then you're getting Antonio Brown with your second pick, you got to you how can you how can you not like that? I think it's great and what we're seeing now is he's kind of falling uh, into the middle of that second round where guys like Mike Evans was kind of going last year where you're getting that discount on guys. So as long as it stays that way, I love the value that you're getting him at. I think for me, it's hard for you to imagine he's going to be, you know, in that 160 plus target range that he was in Pittsburgh. Yeah. But I don't know that he's going to need that to be successful. Is he going to be the number one wide receiver in fantasy? Like we could have almost banked it to be almost every year or at least top three. Probably not. But is he a good bet to be top 10, top 7, top 5? Yes, yeah, because of his consistency and because of the way that John Gruden should use him in this offense. He's really, you know, yes, they have Tyrell Williams. They have some other pieces, Hunter Renfro, who they just drafted. But he is going to be the guy they feed as the main vein of this offense, what they wanted Amari Cooper to be last year before they traded him. But moving on to probably my most favorite wide receiver in this group. My boy, my bro, my 2018 bromance of the year, Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, Juju is probably the coolest, most fun player to watch in the NFL right now. Just as a social yeah. media presence, as a dancer, as as a wide receiver for this league. I, I, I am all about Juju. But then I started really cracking these numbers down and... Because I was scared, Johnny. Like mm-hmm. we, we get it. We're getting a lot of hype on right. Juju and a lot of people saying, oh my God, he is, you know, he's... a." no doubt top five wide receiver you got to lock it in and I thought to myself oh man is it just a bunch of hype where we're going to be incredibly disappointed if he can't you know meet those expectations but I I believe in Juju and then I look at the numbers here only three people in the NFL had more targets than Juju last year 161 targets one of them was Was Antonio Brown yeah his teammate so Antonio Brown had 168 targets like we talk about. Juju had 161. Johnny, if we're doing math right now, that's 168 vacated targets from yeah. this offense. Gone. <laughs> even even Just, if Juju gets 20 of those. Yeah. 20. 
That's one eighth of those targets, Johnny. If he gets one eighth of the targets that Antonio Brown is leaving for that offense, he would have led the entire NFL in targets last year. Yeah. And probably been close to the wide receiver one last year. So yeah. I just find it nearly impossible that Juju comes into this year and can't be a top five wide receiver based on the volume and the opportunity. Don't give me this mumbo jumbo about playing more number one corners. Fine. Whatever. They're going to use him in the slot anyways. This guy is a dominant slot wide receiver. Don't give me that garbage. Tell me. Can you tell me and can you tell Whisper Nation any way that Juju does not succeed this year? I mean, it's like you said, it's hard not to agree with that. You know, it's like in the beginning, you yeah, you're going to be like, oh, no, like instantly. I remember answering some some guy on, on Twitter who was asking about Juju and it was like everyone's so down on Antonio Brown. How could you have Juju ahead of him? And so that's when I really started diving into the numbers. And Travis, it's like it, you the numbers don't lie in this case, you know, like right. it, it, the yardage is there. One th- let's, let's just assume that he doesn't go higher in the yardage. He already has shown us he can, he can get to 14 over 1400 receiving yards. His downfall of last year. And the reason why he wasn't even higher, he finished as a wide receiver nine, Travis was his touchdowns. He only had seven. Well, the guy who just left, vacated 15. 15 so it's like it's like you give you give juju three of those touchdowns and all of a sudden juju goes from the uh, the wide receiver nine to a top five wide receiver right there just in the touchdowns alone right. not adding any targets not adding any any extra yardage on as far as uh reception or reception yards go so you know and and I would, Big Ben I would is known for targeting it. one wide receiver. So it's, uh, yes, you know. and I would encourage the Whisper Nation to look at even that, even further into that Big Ben relationship, because yeah. when they were on the road, where you know it used to be Big Ben was so bad on the road, he could lean on Juju on the road because of right. Juju playing in the slot and being that safety valve for him, that big body over the middle. I'm really excited about Juju Smith-Schuster this year. I'm also really excited about the next guy we're about Ooh. to talk about. O- Odell Beckham Jr. for the Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns. Browns. Yeah, that so, sounds it sounds a little weird still. It it's does still... sound weird talking about it. Johnny maybe a better dancer than Juju, but <laughs> is he going to be a better wide receiver in fantasy than Juju this year? I mean, you certainly look at, you know, our arguments last we were you know in the last argument for Juju and it's hard to be like yeah, I think that there's going to be one wide receiver better than that, let alone the next five that we're going to talk about, Travis. Right. But it, you know, you look at the system, what he's got there. Uh, you look at uh, the quarterback system. We'll go with system. Is it a better system than New York? I think so. Um, or maybe it's just is the quarterback better? And it definitely is better there. Baker is way better than Eli at this point in his career. You look at the offensive weapons. So, you know, OBJ was essentially, you know, Sterling Shepard is a nice wide receiver. Uh, we're, you know, we, we do like Evan Ingram a lot as a sleeper tight end and his talent is there. But they were never really able to all play together at the same time because one of them was always, you know, usually injured. And so when you look at this guy, but you're like, oh, there's too many targets, uh, you know, where OBJ is going now. Too many mouths to feast. But... The, the thing is, is Jarvis and OBJ have already played together, Travis, and so they already know how to play off of one another, and then you're you're adding a quarterback who loves to throw the ball deep. They're going to throw the ball deep, 
And OBJ is just phenomenal at, at what he can do when he's on the field. My only I, concern with OBJ, Travis, is just the the fact that he, he misses games. Other than that. Yeah, there's the health. There's the diva. There's the, you yeah, know, and, the prima donna stuff that you want to talk about a little bit with OBJ. But I think at the end of the day, when it's time to play games and suit up and with uh, uh, the opposite spectrum, this could either be super volatile or super, um, super great to have a guy like Baker leading the charge here. Because look at what OBJ's had before an Eli Manning type quarterback who's been quiet and shy and let yep. OBJ kind of be the dominant like uh, personality in those lo- in that locker room. Yes, a good point. Is, Baker is not going to be that. Like Baker yeah. is going to be loud and in your face and challenge you. And it could be what OBJ needs to get yeah. himself in check. And so I like to see how that will work. And I just really think about, you know, the marriage with T- Ted Monken and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Freddie Kitchens here and how aggressive they're going to be on offense. And I was actually talking to somebody on Facebook, uh, you know, a little bit ago about we keep talking about all these weapons for Baker. We keep talking about Landry and Njoku and mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb and OBJ. And all this points to me is that. Baker's going to explode. Like we just keep talking about it. It just means all this yeah. good stuff with Baker. But Odell Beckham is going to eat, and you guys should be drafting him with confidence. For me personally, I have a little bit less confidence in the guy we're going to talk about yeah. next. But um, consensus rankings put Michael Thomas at the number four position for PPR, and that's really it. It's that PPR edge yeah. that he's going to get on OBJ because he's used so much uh, as that you know option for Drew Brees. But was that drop-off we saw out of him last year more about Drew Brees' drop-off? And should we be concerned with Michael Thomas sustaining that top-five success next year? I mean, that that's a definite concern that I have, Travis, when it, when I'm evaluating Michael Thomas. is You know, Drew Brees, the last couple of years, has started to fall off at the end of the season. Now, is that due to age and him getting tired? Is that due to, you know, uh, the the scheming of of their playoff their matchups you know so it's hard to say the other thing that is crazy about michael thomas is his reception rate travis 85 reception percentage last year so he had 147 targets he caught 125 of them like mr just like whatever he is like I remember in the middle of the year, I think he had dropped like two balls. Like, I mean, we got into week eight, and it was a it was a wild number that he had just sustained. It was like a ninety percent, yeah, uh, catch rate going in. But obviously, that that you know that fixed itself. But yeah, man, this guy, it's targeted heavy and gobbles them all up there. Yeah, one hundred and seventy targets, Johnny. I mean, my concern though is you know. Will we see another cliff fall off of Drew Brees? And and does yeah. that mean the exact same thing for Michael Thomas? Uh, you know, and, and it could be. Uh, the touchdowns are always, I, I think that that will be more affected over his receiving yards. And the, he had 7.6 average depth of target, Travis, which is seventh lowest in the league. So I think that even if Drew Brees starts to fall off a little bit, Michael Thomas's yardage is is relatively somewhat safe, I think, uh, as far as yardage goes, because he's not you know going deep. He doesn't rely on the deep ball in order to sustain his his value. It's he relies on catches and his yards after the catch. Um, so 
there is that concern, right? And right. that's why some people might have him a little bit lower. But again, he gets so many targets. He gets he catches the majority of them. And you know they didn't add anybody really significant. I mean, Jared Cook, yes. That's going to only help Michael Thomas because that'll clear out the linebacker or the safety that might think about dropping down to help out on Michael Thomas. So I think that only helps him. But, you know, when you're talking about the concern, it is a real concern. So don't don't think that. Well, and I think, you know, we've we've heard a lot of hype out of Traquan Smith and, and Ted Ginn and what the Saints have in those guys. And I think that that will be very important to Michael Thomas's sustained success is if they can get another option yeah. that is going to draw some of the coverage because we really saw defenses be able to hone in on Michael Thomas at the end of the year. And I know his, his handle is can't guard Mike, yeah. uh, but they were doing their best to kind of slow him down last year. Yeah. One guy that would not slow down at all yeah. last year, or at least I should say at the, at the last half of last year, Starting our big three off, our top three is Julio Jones at number three for the Atlanta Falcons. We're not going to dive too deep into any of these big guys because here's the bottom line, guys. You're going to draft these guys. You're going to draft them high. You can consider all three of these guys in the first round, in my opinion. And uh, all three of them are interchangeable to be. You can make an argument to take them first overall. 100%. Exactly. And Julio finally got caught up on that touchdown. Uh, train and really just started scoring like a, a maniac last year. So here's the deal. Uh, I, I say it all the time, but Julio Jones is good at football. Yeah, he's a big physical specimen. Um, I don't have much else to add here except for that you you have little to worry about with Julio Jones. He's one of the most consistent wide receivers in the game, Travis. Um, the concern still is the touchdowns. I know that that he had a massive amount, and now maybe they've figured it out and he'll be on a tear because I'll tell you what he has had five straight seasons of over 1400 yards let me repeat that he has had already five straight seasons of over 1400 receiving yards so if he happens to get a hold of some touchdowns a few more and you're looking at 1400 yards plus you know 12 to 14 touchdowns that's a league winner right there for Julio Jones, and that's why we have him uh, as a top three, and we said that 170 we targets last year, Johnny. That means yeah. he's getting over 10 targets a game. Yep, you got to love that it. Is, that is bread and butter right there. Yep. Um, speaking of bread and butter, Aaron Rodgers' bread and butter is Devontae Adams, who is our oh. number two wide receiver. Johnny number one in my heart. Number one. Yeah, this guy is insanely a touchdown monster yep. three straight years johnny of 10 or more touchdowns so just for emphasis i'll say it again like johnny <laughs> just said again three straight years of 10 plus touchdowns i mean that is insane we love man. tds don't we yeah <laughs> i love tds I love big big tds man uh and Devonte adams scores a lot of them and yeah. so aaron Rodgers loves to throw touchdowns Devonte adams likes to catch them yep he is one of the most Sure things as far as a wide receiver, in my opinion, because similar to these other guys where he is the workhorse here, there are talent. There is talent behind Devontae Adams, but there's not defined talent behind Devontae Adams. You look at a Minnesota wide receiving core with Adam Thielen and Diggs. You look at what the Steelers were last year with A.B. and, and Juju. There is not that situation here for the Packers. There is a one, and then there's everybody else. Yeah. And so... I just love where Devontae Adams is set up here. And the other thing, Travis, is that we saw 
probably the worst season that Aaron Rodgers has ever had, and he only threw 25 touchdowns last year, you think that's going to repeat? Yeah, I don't think so. And even if it did, Adams just had 13 of those 25. So Wait, so Aaron Rodgers' worst year was Devontae Adams' best year? Yeah. I mean... So you got to think for a, yeah. a resurgence for Aaron Rodgers. Well, yeah, and so and you you only you know that's why I, I say I have Devonte Adams as my number one overall wide receiver because if he corrects that, you don't think that at least a couple of those are going to go to Adams on top of that. So I, I wouldn't it wouldn't shock yeah, me. Yeah, maybe if, like if, two. Yeah, even if that's <laughs> fifteen, he's going to be tied for the league lead there. You know, right. like for this year. So. I love me some Devontae Adams. Uh, give me him in a lot of drafts, please. Well, another guy being drafted high and drafting a lot is DeAndre Hopkins. He's our number one wide receiver in PPR leagues. He's basically the number one wide receiver consensus in the industry right now coming off the boards. Once again, we think you know any of these guys are interchangeable, but there is not a guy doing it better than DeAndre New Hopkins. Yep. Um, this guy, his catch radius is insane. His spectacular catch game is off the hook. The guy's got hands like nobody's business. He doesn't and miss games. He isn't a diva. He just yes, goes out he goes and does to work. work. Yes. He goes to work, and that's what I love. And now with Deshaun Watson really hitting it, I mean, we saw always what Nuke could be with or without a quarterback, no right, matter yep. what the quarterback was. Then we see him with a guy like Deshaun Watson who can put the ball wherever he wants it. And... uh I just think we're now seeing why you could take him as the number one every time and why yeah. why we see him as a number one wide receiver or a top three all the time because you're getting that consistency out of the quarterback play each time. Yeah, and, you know, I'm not saying, you know, people might point out, oh, well, you're why are you have Devontae Adams over DeAndre Hopkins? And just it's for me, it's it has to do with the weapons around. And Will Fuller, when he's playing with DeAndre Hopkins, takes a lot of those touchdowns away and that touchdown upside because he catches a touchdown every game he plays in. So that is, it's almost as if you would rather have, uh, you know, Hop or I mean, um, Will Fuller if he's healthy. Uh, but DeAndre Hopkins is spectacular and you got to love him. You just got you got to. Well, that's it, Johnny. That's our 10 through one of our two early rankings. Obviously, like we said at the top of the show, if you head over to the website, get part of the Whisper Nation, you'll be able to check out our rankings, which will be coming back soon. Yep. Johnny, can we end the show here? Obviously, Chelsea, we gave Chelsea the week off. She's enjoying Memorial Day. Yeah. The women behind the glass stayed behind the glass this time. <laughs> um, but instead of her kind of, you know, correcting us, us to, yeah, taking yeah. us to task on our show today, I wanted to maybe give the Whisper Nation a shout out. Uh, do we have any kind of yeah. Review you could read. Uh, yeah. I, so we you guys post... can always leave these reviews for us over on the Apple Podcast app, or you can do it on the Google Play uh, Podcast, Google Podcasts. Uh, let us know what you think of the show. We appreciate you, Whisper Nation. And once again, we do this for you guys. We're trying to help you guys out, help you win those leagues, uh, establish this connection, build a community. And Johnny is going to read us yeah. a review, and we'd love to hear your guys' feedback as well. All right, so uh, this one comes from, sorry, uh, I had to, okay. So this one comes from Common Ramen. Do you think, oh. do you think he do you think he spices up his ramen or it's just like a, Bro. he just goes with the normal 
pack. I don't know. I don't know how Phoenix's game is out there on ramen. Oh, dude, LA has got some dope ramen spots, man. And, uh, I, all I know is as soon as we're done recording this, I'm probably going to go get some ramen now. Hey, so I had some of the greatest ramen when I was drunk one time. And the problem was, is that none of us can remember what ramen place we ordered from. <laughs> and so we have not had it. But I will tell you, it's whatever the one that place got that away. Was, it was the one that got away. All right. So this uh, Common Ramen uh, posted knowledgeable and entertaining. Big fan. Big Travi and Johnny Game Time Hicks deliver a fun and entertaining and extremely valuable show. And he is, a, a, he says, it's a must. Sorry, I have to like click into it. Um, it's a must listen for all serious fantasy players. So again, we want to give a huge shout out to common ramen. Thank you so much for the review. Like big Travi alluded to, if you want to leave us a review, please do so hit that five stars and leave us a review on iTunes or Google play. And and we'll give you a shout out on the show, man. Yeah, for sure. All right. Ramen. Exactly. All right. Until next time, Whisper Nation. That is Big Travi. I'm Johnny Game Time Hicks. Enjoy your week. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whisperers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whisperers.